everyone, I'm Alexis Grace, and this is the Paper Cranes Podcast. I believe that we encounter God every day. Whether we realize it or not, He can be found in the grandest of adventures and the smallest of moments. Paper Cranes Podcast seeks out stories that show us how vast God really is, one person at a time. Hey everyone, it's Alexis Grace. Welcome back to the Paper Cranes Podcast. Today I have a guest I'm pretty excited about. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Father Eric Caden. I'm the Director of Vocations and University Ministries here in Boston. So I oversee all the work of the Vocation Office, so the promotion of the priesthood here in Boston, as well as the roughly 72 colleges and universities we have here. Um, who make up about 340,000 students. So a really big parish, you could say. No kidding. All right, Father Kane, would you like to tell us a story? Absolutely. So I want to bring you back to the year 2000, the Jubilee year. That winter, I was a freshman at Harvard College, and I was returning from a ski weekend up in Vermont with one of my best friends. And on the way down... We were having a conversation and thought, you know what would be really great? This summer, we should learn how to surf. So none of us had ever surfed before, and we thought, this is an awesome idea. So we said, we should go to Mexico for the summer and learn how to surf. And then we had a thought, we likely couldn't get a job, and it would be somewhat challenging. So without knowing anything else, we looked at a map of the United States and saw that San Diego was as far south as you could go in the U.S. So we said, this summer, let's go to San Diego and learn how to surf. So I went back to school, and we started to plan, which didn't consist of much, which mostly consisted (laughs) of watching the movie Point Break and Endless Summer and surf movies to learn how to surf. And we told our parents, that summer, we're going to drive across the country and surf. And they thought, what? And we said, yes, (laughs) this is a great idea. And when you're young and in college, you don't listen to anyone else anyway. So away we went. So it was early May, and we started this five-day journey across the country. And because this was in the year 2000, this was before podcasts and Mm -hmm. iPhones, and so there wasn't much to listen to in the car. We had about two CDs (laughs) and the radio, which, with all due respect to certain parts of the country, there's not a lot of radio stations There was a lot of weather reports in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so every night we would either camp out or just find someplace cool to sleep because we brought just enough money to buy surfboards and no real plan. So as we're driving out, um, we're having a good time. We're seeing the country. And the fourth night of our drive, we were in Capitol Reef National Park in Utah, just a spectacular park like Zion and all these other ones. Red Rock Canyons, just beautiful beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And so we, we pulled in and we hiked up this mesa. I remember it being 1,000-foot cliffs, but that seems unrealistic. But it was, <laughs> it was pretty high up and pretty cool. And so we were up there, and I was just starved for conversation. I just wanted to talk. And my friend just wanted to sleep. He hadn't been feeling well. He'd been pretty sick most of the trip. And, and he was like, no, 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 I just want to go to sleep. And I'm like, no, we need to talk. Now, I was a young guy at the time, and so I wasn't very deep. I really didn't have anything to say of substance. I just needed to talk to someone. 
And he kept resisting until finally, in a moment of just extraordinary inspiration, because both of us, while I was Catholic and he was Christian, we weren't um, known for really being robust in the practice of our faith. He pointed to the edge of the cliff as the sun is setting. And he said, why don't you, why don't you just go pray? And I remember thinking, what are you talking about? I'm not just going to go pray. I want to have a conversation. And he said, yeah, yeah, you should go pray. Now, my friend and I were extremely competitive. <laughs> so out of pure anger and spite, I said, I'll show you. I'll go pray. So I walk <laughs> over to the edge of the cliff and sit down. And I think to myself, I have to win. So I have to be out here for at least 15 minutes. I can't go back. So I'm going to sit out here, and I guess I have to pray. I have no idea how to do that. Now, I'd grown up very Irish Catholic, so I knew prayers. I knew how to pray an Our Father, a Hail Mary, a Glory Be. And I thought to myself, well, I can't do that for 15 minutes. I didn't think of the rosary. I could have. <laughs> so I thought, I have to sit out here, and I have to win. So just out of spite, I said, well, what do I do? How do you pray? And then I realized, okay, I know what to do. And for the next 15 minutes, I introduced myself to God. I told him everything about myself. I told him my favorite color. I told him what kind of breakfast cereal I liked. I told him my middle name, what color my eyes were, what kind of car I drove. I told him everything I could think of. It was like a really long, awkward introduction. <laughs> and at the conclusion, you know, as the sun was setting and the canyon was just lit up and it was spectacular, I'll never forget, at the conclusion, I was sitting there and I realized in a way that was so true and real that I wasn't crazy. What I mean by that is I knew that someone was listening to me, mm -hmm. that I wasn't talking to myself. And I was so ferociously curious about who that was. And that, in a new way, began this journey of discovering how true and awesome and real our relationship to God is. That Jesus isn't just some historical figure. He's not just some distant deity, but his Savior is Lord and desires relationship, real friendship and relationship with me and with everyone. And that ultimately began the journey that led me to the priesthood. You know, the one who is invited and called to be the instrument of bringing faith and of bringing that relationship into people's lives. So that's my story. Oh my gosh. Okay, I love that. I also just really love the idea of like the fact that we know like God, he created each and every one of us for a specific purpose and like he knows us, but it really does take effort on our part to um, to have that relationship with him. And like, yeah, he knows everything right. about us, but like, why not tell him in your own words, like how you see yourself and just Absolutely. let him know everything. Because of course he knew all of these things, but what's so mysterious and wonderful is he wants you to tell him. Yeah. Because in telling him, we recognize because this is how we work as people, that he cares, mm -hmm. that he's listening, that he desires 
us to engage him. And that's the most incredible thing in the whole world, that the creator of everything, of the whole universe, knows and desires and is invested and cares about and loves you. Yeah, which is pretty mind-blowing to think about. Oh, yeah. Especially when we just go about our days and, like, we don't even really, like, think about it. Like, he wants constant conversation with us, and it's kind of on us to initiate that and let him know, like, yes, like, I'm listening for you, and I want, like, you to be part of my day. Absolutely. One last thing. Yeah. I brought a group with a few other priests, a group of college students, out to the Divine Mercy Shrine. And on the way, we stopped at this wonderful convent of these uh, cloistered religious sisters, or these mm-hmm. nuns. And these women were extraordinary. They ate, they ranged in age from about 24 to, it could have been 200. They <laughs> just had a beauty and a joy, and it was so attractive. And, and these women pray, and you can see that they're in love. Yeah. And so we had an opportunity to speak with them, and so we started asking them questions. And the most obvious question came up, which is, how do you pray? And this one sister came forward, and she looked at us, and she, she was probably in her 80s, but she was so youthful and, and joyful and a woman in love. And she looked at us and said, oh, it's so easy. And we said, well, how is that, sister? And she said, Jesus is my dearest, dearest, dearest friend. And I just talk to him all the time. She said, sometimes it's very formal, like in adoration mm-hmm. before the Blessed Sacrament or at Mass, Sometimes it's informal. And I tell him, wow, the toast was kind of burnt this morning. (laughs) And the ease and the familiarity that she had and she showed teaches us how awesome and how simple Mm -hmm. prayer and relationship that God desires to be your dearest, dearest friend because he's Savior and Lord. So awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for being on this podcast oh, and coming in and telling your story. I uh, really appreciate that. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for supporting the Paper Cranes podcast. To listen to more like it, visit grexley.com. And to support our Patreon, visit www.patreon.com forward slash grexley.